Chapter 10, The Unsigned Papers She sat on her couch, checking her phone every few minutes. Starla promised she'd come by today, but Katra hadn't seen her much this week, and it started to feel like she was avoiding Katra. She sighed and grabbed a blanket off the couch and snuggled in, determined to wait for her girlfriend. She also wanted to tell Starla about watching that movie with Adora and Finn yesterday, it felt like something they should discuss in person. She hadn't even wrapped her own head around it. Adora apologized and wanted to be friends with all things. It had been so long since she'd seen Adora look so honest and apologetic. She didn't know if she could forgive Adora for everything that happened between them but knew she couldn't hold on to her anger. It wasn't going to help anyone and frankly, it was exhausting. Anger aside, she also didn't know if they could actually be real friends again. There was so much to be worried about, how Finn would react, what her friends would see, if friendship was even a good option for them. But she was tired of being cold with Adora, it didn't come naturally to her. Adora had given her that sheepish smile that convinced Katra of everything, skipping class, going to prom, moving to Elbrun, taking a chance and becoming a tattoo artist. It had been too much to hope she'd be able to say no. She can't say she regretted her decision. She got more time with Finn, and by the time she left things with Adora already felt better. Maybe that had always been their mistake, maybe they were better as friends. Adora sure seemed to think so. Katra was startled at the knock on her door. She shook her head and got out from under her blanket, meandering over. Starla looked gorgeous as always and Katra moved to kiss her. She returned her kiss but broke it off sooner than she'd like given how long it had been since they last saw each other. Hey Star, I missed you. She pulled the shorter woman into a hug. Starla held her back tightly for a few moments before taking a step back. She looked tired, her eyes a little glassy in a way that made Katra suspect she stayed up late the night before. I missed you too Kat. Do you know what you want to watch? She walked into the apartment and made herself comfortable on the couch Katra was just sitting on. Katra grabbed the remote and joined her. Not really anything works. She handed the remote over to Starla, watching her scroll. She pulled her arm around Starla. Mostly just want to spend time with you. Starla hummed her acknowledgement as she perused the TV show options and put something on, cuddling into Katra's slide. Although they were physically close, Katra felt like something was off about Starla. It was in the jut of her lips, the tense set of her shoulders, the tightening at the corners of her eyes. Something was definitely bothering her. Katra eyed her girlfriend for the fourth time in as many minutes, trying to catch her gaze. Starla steadfastly avoided it. The plan had been to stay in with some takeout and a TV, but Katra felt a bit unbalanced as she sat cuddling Starla. Did your sister manage to get that rental she was looking at? Katra tried to coax Starla out of her bad mood with a conversation about her family. For a moment, it seemed to work as Starla brightened. Yeah, she'd been hunting it down for ages. She really liked the apartment building, and the management seems competent if not a little overly friendly. She scrunched her nose, presumably at the thought of speaking to management other than to turn over rental payments or request they fix the plumbing.
that's good then. Catra smiled, hoping that Starla might keep talking. Instead, she deflated, laying her head on Catra's chest. Anything new with you? Starla asked, her tone subdued again. Catra furrowed her brow, thinking of the time she spent with Adora and Finn yesterday. It probably wasn't the best time to bring this up, but she wasn't going to hide it from Starla outright either. Yeah, actually. When I dropped off Finn, we watched a movie with Adora. Catra mentioned tentatively as she ran her hand down Starla's arm. Starla pulled back slightly to look at Catra's face, her eyebrows furrowed together. Yesterday. There was something pointed in Starla's voice Catra couldn't place, but it definitely wasn't good. Catra bit her bottom lip, trying to pick her next words carefully. Yeah. It wasn't planned or anything. It was a spontaneous thing. We thought it might be better for Finn if we were on friendlier terms. Catra explained. She'd been caught off guard when Adora had made the offer, she expected Starla would be too. Friendly. Her voice sounds like an angry echo of Catra's. She looked down at Starla, a little surprised by just how upset she looked. She didn't think she'd be thrilled but it wasn't like she did anything wrong. Yeah. Nothing crazy, just spending some time with Finn. Catra downplayed. To be honest, that was all Catra really expected to come from a friendship with Adora. Starla suddenly crushed Catra into a hug, startling her with the way her arms desperately clung to Catra. She put her arm around Starla, feeling the tension in her back, holding her back just as tight although she wasn't sure why. She felt a pit in her stomach as she borrowed her face in the shorter girl's curls. I don't think this is working out Catra. Starla quietly mumbled into her shirt. She then turned her body away, putting some distance between them. Catra gaped at her, this was the last thing she was expecting when Starla asked to come over. What do you mean Starla? What's not working out? She asked around the knot in her throat. She must be misunderstanding, there was no way Starla's breaking up with her. This. Us. Together. She looked away as she said it, tears glistening on her eyelashes. Catra started and then started some more. Where is this coming from? Is this because of the movie? Catra asked disbelievingly. It was baffling. She thought things had been going well. They had their issues but what couple didn't? Apparently not going as well as I hoped if I'm getting dumped in my living room. Starla fixed her with a hard stare. Did you once think about how I might feel about that Catra? That you spent time with your wife? Mother of your child? The woman who you haven't even filed divorce papers with? Starla asked as she looked at her, voice sharp and eyes sad. Catra felt a flash of guilt as she realized that Starla didn't cross her mind once the whole time she was with Finn and Adora. She must see something on Catra's face because she shakes her head. Don't answer that. It isn't about the movie anyways. I've thought about this before I got here. Then what's it about? Catra asked, still at a loss as the truth started sinking in. Starla had been planning on breaking up with her. Starla let out a frustrated huff. We just want different things.
I've had a great time getting to know you and being intimate with you, but you hold yourself back from me. Catra was about to interrupt with, no, I've been myself with you, but was silenced by Starla's stern gaze. Let me just get this out and then we can talk about it okay. Catra nodded and waited, taking a sharp breath through her nose. Starla took a deep breath in turn. You were honest with me when we met. You said that you were going through a hard time with your separation, and you didn't want something serious right away. I respected that. She explained holding Katra's gaze. Okay, that doesn't sound terrible. I wanted to be patient, but our relationship isn't giving me what I need anymore. Ouch. Starla grabbed her hand, squeezing it gently. I was fine with it before because it felt like things were moving in the right direction, but then I realized that wasn't true. Katra was really having a hard time not interrupting at this point. Starla started counting off on her fingers, an annoyed edge to her voice. You won't tell me about your past, and I haven't met your parents or Finn. I was fine with waiting, but we've been dating for six months, and there's no sign of any of that changing. Ever. Starla seemed to deflate, her anger leaving her as she grew smaller. Katra waited, sensing she still had more to say. But even without all that, I knew this wasn't going anywhere because of that night we ran into Adora at the bar. I saw your face when you noticed her, and I've never seen you look at me like that. Starla started to sniffle. When you recognized her, it was like no one else was in that room. Including me. Katra stared at Starla incredulously. That's not true, I don't look at Adora like that anymore I, at least I hope not. She and Starla were having a great time on their date until she caught a glimpse of Adora's broad back, another blonde clinging to her side. She wore one of Katra's favorite shirts on her. Even though she knew Adora was seeing other people, it felt like something broke inside her chest. The date hadn't finished well after that. Starla waited for Katra to process before delivering the killing blow. I can't keep falling in love with someone who is clearly in love with someone else, Starla whispered through her tears. That made Katra's heart ache. She knew quite a bit about being in love with someone who didn't reciprocate and it sucked. I don't, I'm not, Katra tried to deny, but she felt stripped bare in the face of Starla's deep sadness. I'm not hung up on Adora like that. She finally managed to say. Starla eyed her wearily. We can disagree on the reason why Kat, but whether it's about Adora or not, you aren't ready to give me more. She looked at Katra, her eyes daring her to deny that. Katra floundered for a moment. She knew she wasn't ready to be more serious yet, but she also didn't feel ready to let go of Starla. You don't think there's any way that we could work this out? Katra asked timidly, a Hail Mary if there ever was one. Starla shook her head, looking away from her. No Kat, this isn't something we can fix. She said evenly. Katra took in a shuddering breath, nodding as it all sunk in. I'm sorry if I wasn't giving you enough of me. If I hurt you. I never wanted to do that to you, Star. Katra felt her eyes well with tears. If she couldn't be what Starla needed, she'd have to find a way to accept that. You're an amazing girl. 
You've been a bright spot in my life these last few months. But this isn't about how I feel. I want you to be fulfilled and happy, even if that isn't with me." Catra whispered, feeling like a shit heel. Starla smiled sadly, both hands interlacing with Catra's. I know, and I think you're amazing too. I just don't think it's right between us. She shrugged, leaning her head forward and resting it against Catra's. Catra knew she wasn't ready to love someone else yet, but she'd moved forward anyway, hoping that she was wrong. And now it blew up in her face. I'm sorry for wasting your time. Catra apologized again lingering in Starla's orbit. She didn't want to say goodbye yet. Starla shook her head itching backward to look her dead in the eyes. The time we spent together was valuable to me, Catra. I hope it was for you too. Starla squeezed her hand as she stood up from the couch. Of course it was. You taught me so much, Star, about who I am and who I want to be. Catra meant it, she hoped Starla believed that if nothing else. Starla quietly picked up the few things she had left for staying overnight. Catra waited for her by the door, trying to hold back tears. I guess this is goodbye then. Starla shifted her weight from side to side. Catra placed a gentle kiss on Starla's forehead. Her eyelashes fluttered shut for a moment. Goodbye Star, Catra whispered softly. Starla didn't say anything else as she made her way out of Catra's apartment and out of her life. Then. So when are you going to get those divorce papers rolling? Lonnie threw carelessly over her shoulder while Catra sketched. The lead of Catra's pencil snapped as she looked up from her drawing. DT perked up, ready to dig into gossip at all hours of the day. Oh yes, when is tall, blonde, and handsome going to be on the market again officially? You know, just professional curiosity. DT asked with a chuckle as they leaned over the reception desk, head resting on their hand. I don't know, I haven't thought about it, Catra grumbled as she looked out the shop's window at the pedestrians passing by. She had thought of it but even hearing the word divorce made her stomach clench. I'm not sure that we need to do that right now. Lonnie pursed her lips and walked closer to Catra. Be honest with yourself. You've been moved out of your own house for over three months. If Adora hasn't come around and showed you she's willing to change then she isn't going to. Lonnie shrugged, a sympathetic look on her face. Best cut your losses before it hurts any worse. I don't think it can hurt any worse, Catra mumbled to herself. Her heart felt like a jagged thing, every beat painful as if it pulsed sadness through her instead of blood. She collected herself. I just don't see why everyone is so interested in the paperwork anyway. Mind your damn business. She retorted with no edge. Lonnie rolled her eyes stopping just short of where Catra was sitting with her sketchbook. She leaned forward, catching Catra's gaze. It's not just paperwork, if it was, then you wouldn't be putting it off. Or look so green in the face whenever it comes up. Lonnie noted as she eyed her critically. Catra jutted her chin forward, about to reply when Lonnie put up her hand, halting her words. Look Cat, you can pretend all you want but that piece of. Paper means something to you. If it didn't, you'd have no problem getting rid of it.
Catra deflated at that, averting her gaze. I just don't feel ready. She admitted in a whisper. I'm not sure if I'll ever be ready to let go of Adora. Oh, honey. DT tooted sympathetically with a raised brow. Who could blame you? Lonnie side-eyed DT but kept her focus on Katra. You don't have to be ready right now, but someday you will. You both need closure. Lonnie advised, her tone veering away from her usual dryness into something more warm and soft. Yeah, I know. I'll get there. Katra tried to not let her doubt cloud her voice. She cleared her throat and eyed her two co-workers. I just want to work, I don't know why I have to put up with the two of you butting into my love life. Lack thereof, darling. DT supplied helpfully as they moved to the small merch section and fidgeted with a few t-shirts. Katra rolled her eyes. I'm pretty sure this is workplace harassment. Katra intoned, turning back to her drawing. DT snapped her fingers as if they had an idea. I know just the thing, Katra dear. You need to let me set you up with someone. I'm a matchmaker at heart, you know. DT put their hand to their chest as if about to recite a Shakespearean sonnet. Katra snorted. The only thing you know how to matchmake is trouble. Lonnie glared at DT shoving their shoulders as she walked around them. Oh I do like that but not this time. DT turned to Katra, setting down one of the shop's merch shirts. I really think I know your dream girl. DT grabbed their phone and started to scroll, probably looking for a picture of this mystery girl. I can assure you that you don't. Katra could just imagine the type of people that hung out with, and she was not interested in that. She had enough on her plate without adding any other drama to it. I'll wear you down soon enough, and you'll be singing my praises once you meet her. DT's eyes gleamed with mischief. Lonnie shook her head and walked away, clearly giving up whatever small effort she put into reasoning with DT. Don't hold your breath, DT, Katra warned flatly. I have my ways, darling. They finally walked back to the reception desk still typing furiously on their phone. Katra could barely stomach the idea of getting a divorce, she definitely didn't have time for a whole other relationship to ruin. Now. Katra's eyes were swollen, and her throat felt scratchy from crying. Starla left a few hours ago. Starla left. Even though Katra knew she didn't love Starla, she cared for her deeply. She wanted to be serious with Starla eventually. Or at least she wanted to feel whole enough to have the choice to give her heart away fully. What really bothered her was the guilt. Deep inside, she knew she wasn't giving Starla her all, but she still let Starla think that maybe they could be. That was wrong on her part. She didn't even want to think about all the things Starla said about her feelings for Adora. In the dark of her room, she could admit to herself that she wasn't as over her wife as she wanted to be. Katra clenched her fists around her pillow, shoving her head under it. It had been a year, what would make her feel better? Time clearly hadn't done the job. How could she reclaim the part of her she left with Adora? She let herself have another fantastic cry. The kind where her eyes could barely open, 
and she felt like she could drink three liters of water. I have a lot of experience with these crying sessions lately, she thought ruefully. She checked her phone and realized the time. Shit. She was supposed to pick up Finn in twenty minutes, and there was no way she was letting them see her like this. Catra contemplated asking Scorpia to pick Finn up but quickly discarded that option. Trying to set up an impromptu sleepover would probably just lead to a lot of questions she didn't want to deal with right now. The best thing would be for Finn to stay with Adora. She hoped Adora wouldn't have any issues keeping Finn so last minute. She resolved to call, taking a deep breath and pressing on Adora's contact. It barely finished the first ring before Adora answered. Katra. Is that you? Adora sounded surprised. Which, fair. She was supposed to be driving over to her house any minute now. She got straight to the point. Can I pick up Finn in a few days? Something came up and I really can't get them right now. She internally cringed at how wet and gross her voice sounded. I know this is last minute, and I'm sorry about that. She hoped Adora would say yes and leave it alone. Cat, what's wrong? Are you sick? Do you need me to get you anything? Adora's voice kept getting higher pitched with each question, her concern obvious. Clearly, I'm not okay, dummy. She didn't say that. Instead, she lied. No, I'm fine. The only thing I need is for you to keep Finn for at least one more day. Katra circled back to what was important, gently tugging on her bedsheet for something to do. Of course, anything you need. Adora reigned in her voice. She was about to hang up to continue wallowing when she heard a soft, I mean it Katra. Ha! Huh? Maybe the crying waterlogged her brain, but she didn't understand what Adora was saying. I know that things have been tense between us for a while now, and if that isn't the understatement of the century, but we're trying to be friends right. If you need something, I want you to know you can count on me. I mean it. Whatever it might be. Adora paused on the line, clearly waiting for some type of response that Katra was wholly unprepared to give. I, I don't know what to say right now, I've had a shit day, and I feel overwhelmed. I want to be alone. Her voice carried an edge to it as she shut whatever conversation Adora was hoping to have down. She didn't mean to be so honest but there it was. Adora cleared her throat. You don't have to say anything. I'll take care of Finn as long as necessary. Let me know when you want to get them. She assured, her tone no less worried than before. She could almost imagine her pacing, worrying her bottom lip as she spoke. I hope you have a good night, Kat. The line went dead with a soft sigh. Katra stared unseeingly at her ceiling. With Starla gone and Adora closer than she'd been since they separated, she was adrift. She needed some control over her life. Starla was right when she said I wasn't all in because of Adora, Katra said the words aloud in her empty apartment, truly acknowledging them for the first time. Katra shook her head, turning into her pillow. Katra couldn't get sucked back up in Adora, not after everything. Katra picked up her phone again and started a web search for a divorce attorney. Chapter 11, An Unanswered Phone 
Adora looked down at her phone after hanging up with Katra. She peered into the living room, where Finn was. They were packed and ready to go to Mama's, laying on the couch and reading patiently as they waited. Now Adora had to scramble to adjust her plans given that she was suddenly keeping her rambunctious eight-year-old for the weekend. It was unexpected but she could adjust. Hey bud. She called as she walked over to them. Their heads popped up off the couch as they eyed their mom. Yeah. They returned curiously, closing their book and settling it on their lap. Mama can't pick you up today. She had to do something and she thought it would be more fun if we stayed together, and then you got to be with her later when she had more time. All right. She smiled at Finn, sitting next to them as she. When is Mama going to get me? They asked. They didn't exactly look upset, more confused by it. Adora could relate to that. I'm not sure, bud. She hedged, putting her hand on Finn's shoulder. But she made sure to tell me that she loved you and she missed you. She's sad she can't pick you up. It wasn't a lie really, Katra knew that it was true as sure as she knew she felt the same thing when she was apart from Finn. They looked down at the carpet for a moment, shoulders slumped as they took in the news. Okay. Can I call Mama later? Finn's voice trembled a little and they set the book aside, placing it on the white couch. Adora pulled them close, hugging them to her chest. Of course, you can always call Mama the same way you can call me when you are with her, Adora confirmed. It wasn't odd for Finn to want a phone call with one of them while out with the other, although it was growing less frequent as they adjusted to the back and forth of living in two homes. Their faces seemed to clear with that assurance and they leaned in for a brief moment before they remembered that they were big and independent. They shook their little heads and stood up, picking up their books as they did so. I'm going to play in the backyard then. They announced with their usual spunk. Adora the tension in her shoulders dropped as Finn bounded towards the back door through the narrow hallway connecting the living room and yard. She stayed seated for a moment before she too got and walked over to the kitchen, fiddling with her phone. She had to move a few work calls, but ever since she'd become more available on the days she had Finn, she found it easier to ask for what she wanted and change her schedule. She picked up her phone and took a moment to call her assistant. Hey, Jewel Star. I'm sorry to bother you so late. Adora apologized pressing her lips together. She probably should have waited to call in the morning. Before she could continue Jewel Star interrupted her. Oh. Hey, boss, is this pressing? I kind of have a family thing I'm taking care of. He sounded a bit strained, and she could hear shuffling in the background. I have a family thing to take care of too, Jewel. I need you to push any phone calls I have for the weekend. It's no rush but if you don't think you can take care of it tomorrow, I'll call someone else to coordinate it. Family comes first. She wasn't going to make her team work if she wasn't working. Yeah, I can take care of it tomorrow morning. I'm just busy right now. He agreed readily, voice still strained. Adora furrowed her brow. Is everything all right? Adora asked, concerned. She leaned against the counter as she listened intently. Yeah, my kid sister just needs me. 
He sighed and Adora could imagine him running his fingers through his light hair. Well, I hope she's okay. She offered, not quite sure what else to say. She will be. I'll get that taken care of for you later, all right. Bye, boss. Have a good night and see you tomorrow. He rushed his words a bit clearly preoccupied. Bye, Jewel. She heard Jewel Star hang up halfway through her goodbye. She bit her lip as she looked down at her phone. She shot him a quick text, if you need tomorrow off let me know it's no trouble. A few hours later she received a reply, no issues boss. See you tomorrow. Friday work went smoothly and she picked up Finn, ready to tackle the weekend together. Thankfully, the only set plan she knew she couldn't cancel was Saturday brunch with Glimmer and Bao, who were always happy to have Finn join them. She only got a raised eyebrow from Glimmer when she said she was keeping Finn this weekend, but she gave her a look that said the schedule change was not up for discussion. Adora had no idea why the schedule changed anyways, there was nothing to tell. Adora worried about Katra. She never, not once, bailed on picking up Finn. If anything, she mentioned that if Adora was too busy at work, she wouldn't mind having more time with Finn. She would tell me if there was something going on with her, right? Adora was racking her brain for reasons why Katra could have been crying that Thursday night. She was drawing a blank. Goes to show what little I know about what's happening in Katra's life. It was driving her crazy, not knowing. More than ever, she was sure that she wanted to befriend Katra again. She just needed to take it slow and be respectful. She could do this. Baby steps. Mom, mom, mom. Can we go to the aquarium today? I wanted mama to take me this weekend. Finn loved the aquarium, which was funny given their name. Yeah but we can go today, and you can ask your mama about going again some other time. Adora tried to smooth down the riotous blonde hair on their head but mostly failed. Finn cheered and ran for the stairs to get ready. She would have to thank Katra's parents for getting the three of them annual passes. They beat the glut of people that showed up after lunch and took their usual route around exhibits. Look! Mom! Finn pointed excitedly at the employee helping the kids pet the stingrays. Finn looked up at Adora, eyes shining as they practically bounced in place. What are you waiting for? Don't you have sea puppies to pet? Adora teased, her eyes crinkling as she smiled. Finn didn't bother responding, taking off to make the small line to touch the stingrays. It's great to see Finn at the aquarium. Adora looked up and recognized Natasha as one of the marine biologists who work for the aquarium and always helped answer Finn's questions. They really love it here. I'm glad to bring them when I have the time. She smiled at her acquaintance. I'm sure we can make a marine biologist out of them yet. I'm going to go talk and see if I can show them something new. Adora snorted, crossing her arms across her chest. Good luck finding an inch of this place this kid doesn't know. She couldn't help the fond way she looked at Finn any more than she could help bragging about them. Oh, and tell your wife I say hi, Natasha said as an afterthought. She walked away before Adora could think of a response. 
To her horror, she felt tears well up in her eyes. She blinked them away quickly. Doing Finn's favorite family activities without Katra never failed to leave Adora feeling hollow, even if she did love spending time with her kid. A trip to the aquarium was a resounding success in Finn's book if two things happened, they got to pet the stingrays and saw their aquarium buddy, an old nerd shark they dubbed Swift Wind. Finn swore he was the fastest shark in the tank, although Adora could almost guarantee he was the slowest. They got lucky this trip and hit both of Finn's highlights, spotting Swift Wind languidly swimming across one of the aquarium tunnels. After seeing the jellyfish exhibit for the third time, Adora was finally able to bribe Finn into leaving the aquarium with ice cream. Maybe bribery isn't good parenting but a girl's gotta do what a girl's gotta do. They did a final lap around the main tank while they finished their cones and by the end, Finn was sleepy enough that they actually let Adora carry them to the car. It had been a long time since Finn let her carry them, they were old enough now that they got embarrassed. Soon, they're going to be too big for me to carry like this, Adora thought sadly. She borrowed her face in her kid's hair as she walked to the car. They weren't particularly heavy, but their limbs hung awkwardly given how long they were. I'm just going to have to train more at the gym to delay that as much as possible. She remembered how small Finn was as a two-year-old when they got adopted, all unruly blonde hair and bright blue eyes. She couldn't believe how big they'd gotten. Finn nuzzled into Adora's arms, and she melted, cradling them close to her chest. Although she was concerned about Katra, she was also glad she got to spend quality time with Finn. Then, Adora loved the backyard in her house, especially now that Finn could use it to play. They were running carefree, setting up an imaginary game that Adora couldn't even begin to understand. They were explaining something animatedly when her phone started ringing, the ringtone she programmed specifically for work calls. Finn's eyes turned sad. They stopped moving their arms and quieted down, their head tilting toward the phone. They let out a big sigh. I have to pick up and go with Auntie Glimmer and Uncle Bao. They sounded like they were reciting the words, Adora's words. The forlorn look on Finn's face squeezed her heart to pieces. No, no, I'll take this call and that'll be that. Finn eyed her suspiciously, looking so much like Katra for a moment. Go play, I promise we're staying here, okay? Finn nodded and slowly turned back to what they were doing, they're playing more subdued. Adora picked up the phone and walked back onto the porch, out of hearing distance. Adora Gray speaking, Adora answered, already knowing who it would be. Adora, I need you to come in. Now. Ms. Hope's voice held no greeting and brokered no argument. She winced at the demanding tone, and then Adora looked around at Finn trapezing in their backyard. It's Saturday and I'm taking care of my kid. I can't make it in today, Adora stated plainly, keeping her eyes on the one thing that mattered. She knew she sounded confident, but her hand trembled on her phone. Whatever it is can wait till Monday. I'll take care of it then. It can't wait, Adora. Arrange for childcare or bring your child with you, it's irrelevant to me. But we need to deal with this contract dispute now." Hope pushed back, her voice bordering on anger. Finn was still playing but she could see them looking at her from the corner of her eye. No.
I know for a fact that the client doesn't have their board meeting until Tuesday, we have time to fix this on Monday. I won't go. Adora clenched her eyes shut, feeling her palms sweat. She wasn't going to lose sight of what really mattered. Not again. If you do this, I might not be able to recommend you for branch manager. The thread in Ms. Hope's voice was crystal clear. Adora pressed her lips together, holding back a whimper. She took a deep breath through her nose to compose herself. That's going to have to be okay because my kid comes first for me. If you think that makes me unqualified to be Bright Moon's branch manager, then so be it. She said resolutely. She could feel the blood rushing to her head. These attachments are only going to slow your success, Adora. I thought you were different. A career woman. The criticism would have made her crumble before, but the last few months had taught her that there were worse people to disappoint than Ms. Hope. Well, you thought wrong. Have a nice weekend. She hung up, praying that she wouldn't get a callback. When the phone didn't immediately ring, she let out a sigh of relief. Finn eyed her as she got off the phone, evaluating their mom. Adora put the phone on silent and slid it into her back pocket. Finn lit up and ran at her. Mom, you have to learn the rules now. Don't worry I'll show you. They launched into an animated explanation, waving their arms around as they ran and yelled instructions. Adora chased after them, not really paying attention to what she was meant to be doing. Finn's smile was worth whatever backlash would come on Monday morning. Now. Adora's phone rang as she hustled Finn into the house. Her heart all but stopped when she looked at the caller ID. Cat. Adora tried to keep her nerves in check as she answered the phone. It's me. There was a stilted silence on the line. Catra's voice sounded tired, like she hadn't slept since they last spoke on Thursday. Can I pick up Finn today? She asked. Adora breathed a sigh of relief, glad she would see Catra in a few hours. She knew it wasn't her place, but a part of her needed to see her with her own eyes, to make sure she was actually all right. Yes, they'll be thrilled to see you. Adora bit her lip, unsure if she gave too much away. There was that awkward silence again. Do you think I could keep them for the whole week? I've just missed so much time, I, Catra rambled nervously. Adora nodded even though Catra couldn't see it. Yeah of course, just let me pick them up for dinner a few nights or something, otherwise I'll miss them too much. She leaned against the kitchen counter. Maybe some of those dinners would include Catra, but she'd worry about that later. Oh. Okay. Great. Thank you, Adora. She could hear Catra's relieved voice at the end of the line as she agreed to those terms. She could hear the low thrum of an engine in the background. I'm actually a few minutes from your place, could I drop by now? Catra's voice sounded hopeful. Adora nodded even though she knew Catra couldn't see. You're always welcome here, Cat. See you in a few. She hung up quickly after that. She turned around to look at Finn sitting on the floor by the couch, entertaining themselves with their toys. Hey Finn, your mama is going to come to get you soon, why don't you get ready? 
she suggested as she put her hands on her thighs, crouching over slightly to be closer to eye level with Finn. I already packed just in case. They jetted their chin out proudly with a small smirk on their lips. Adora raised an eyebrow at the cocksure expression. Hmm. Even the reading assignment Ms. Juliet gave you on Friday. She wondered aloud, giving Finn a significant look. Their eyes widened and they bolted up to their room to collect their missing things. Adora barely had time to see their blonde head disappear through the door frame when the doorbell rang. She opened the door and Katra was leaning against the door frame. It would seem casual if it wasn't for the tense set of her shoulders. She was dressed down in a pair of gym shorts and a t-shirt, which was more Adora's go-to attire than Katra's. She spotted a stain on the shirt collar before she looked up to Katra's face. Hi, Dor. Where's our kid? Adora's heart fluttered at the use of our kid. She cleared her throat which suddenly felt very dry and briefly pondered what normal people did to keep their hands busy. They forgot to pack something for a school project, so they're getting it together now. Katra rolled her eyes fondly, no doubt remembering the countless times Finn had forgotten something for school. How's Starla doing? Adora decided to make small talk. If she wanted to be friends with Katra, she couldn't be overtly hostile to her girlfriend. She was a-okay with her wife having a girlfriend. Her friend wife. Yep. Katra made sudden eye contact with Adora, and she was surprised by the pained look there. Adora scratched at the back of her neck. Was it something I said? Ah, we aren't together anymore. Katra broke eye contact, wrapping an arm around herself, something she did when she needed comfort. She looked so very small. Fuck, Adora, you're the worst at small talk. What happened? Adora her eyes widened as she took a step back. She couldn't believe what she was hearing. They looked so happy together the last time Adora saw them. Katra shrugged her shoulders looking anywhere but directly at her. Ultimately, Starla and I wanted different things. Katra gripped the tip of her pinky tightly in her other hand as she averted her gaze. She just saw it before I did. Adora stared back at Katra, dumbstruck. If she had to guess, she would have thought Katra broke up with Starla. She couldn't imagine circumstances that would make someone voluntarily choose to leave Katra. Although she thought ruefully, I guess in a way that's what I did. I pushed her away. Adora cleared her throat and her thoughts. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. From what I saw, she made you happy. Maybe this had to do with why she couldn't pick up Finn. She wasn't even happy at the news that Katra was single again because it clearly affected her negatively. She must really love Starla. Katra looked at her like she wasn't sure what she should say. Adora clenched her fists. Screw baby steps. Katra needed comfort and Adora couldn't stop herself. The offer bubbled out of her then and there. Do you and Finn want to walk around the park for a bit before you go? Katra looked up at Adora cautiously, her teeth worrying her bottom lip. Is this about being friends? She asked her tone probing, probably wondering if Adora was serious about wanting friendship, or if she was trying to take advantage of a vulnerable moment. 
If this was a test, Adora would pass it. She never wanted to hurt Katra again. Yes. You look like you could use one. Adora offered with a smile. It's just a walk around the park. The sun will do you some good. Adora had taken many walks around that same park when they had recently broken up. It never helped with the crushing guilt and sadness in her gut but it made her feel just a little more functional. More human. Katra eyed her for a long moment, the silence stretching between them until it felt as if all the air had been sucked out of the room. Right as Adora was about to cave, maybe take back her invitation since it was clearly too much, the silence broke in the worst way. I contacted a divorce attorney this week, Katra said abruptly. She looked surprised by her own words. Adora's heart seized in her chest, you knew this was coming Adora you knew it was coming just, she let out a soft exhale. I think we need closure. To know what this, Katra gesture between them, really is. I don't want there to be a misunderstanding between us. Adora blinked rapidly, trying to cope with the bomb Katra threw at her feet. All right. You hired a divorce attorney. Adora's voice sounded hollow to her own ears as she processed what Katra said. Silence hung thick between them again. I, I guess I'll start looking for somebody too. She didn't want a divorce, but she couldn't keep Katra caged with her. That wasn't what she wanted either. Katra swayed side to side as if still nervous. Clear she had something else to say. Adora stared at her, pressing her lips together. What more can she possibly have to tell me? Do you still want to be friends? Katra's question was tentative, eyes downcast as if expecting Adora to turn her away. Adora took a moment to look away, the whiplash from the last few minutes becoming too much. After taking a few careful breaths, she looked back at Katra looking vulnerable and soft, like one sharp word from Adora would break her. Adora's heart thumped loudly in her ears as she stared at her wife. So Katra didn't want her romantically, that was nothing new. But Katra wanted Adora in her life. That had to count for something. She shook her head at the thought. Actually, that counted for everything. Adora grabbed her hand, willing her to look up. Her eyes looked so beautiful in the dimming afternoon sun. Yes. You're my best friend, Kat. Always. She said, her voice coming out clearer and stronger than it had this whole conversation. Adora knew that to be true since she was seven years old. Katra gave her an unsure smile, leading Adora to tug on her hand gently. Now do you want to go to the park? Katra looked away from Adora for a moment looking out the window to the balmy beginnings of summer. The park sounds really great right about now. She replied as she took her hand back, clasping them together in front of her. Adora perked up, although she tried to be mindful of Katra's somber mood. Then let's get Finn and get going, we're losing daylight. She teased, finding it easier than she thought to keep a smile on her face. Finn. How do you feel about the park? Adora hollered up the stairs. A blonde head peeked down from the banister. Ah yeah. This is the best day ever. Finn ran down, taking a moment to place a kiss on Catra's cheek before running for their shoes. 
Chapter 12, A Tearful Tea Scorpia gripped her chin in her hand, her index finger coming to rest close to her nose. Catra twitched in her seat, leaning backward as if that would protect her from the annoyance that rolled off Scorpia in waves. Okay, so within a week, you broke up with your girlfriend, Scorpia sounded as close to outraged as she'd ever heard her. They were hanging outside on the porch as the sun set, enjoying the nice outdoor weather. At least, until Scorpia got on this line of questioning. Starla dumped me. Catra corrected, sitting on one of her hands. Scorpia rolled her eyes as she leaned back in her patio chair. Okay, fine, fair. So you the relationship ended and around that time you started cuddling with your estranged wife. Scorpia crossed her arms and turned her body to look at Catra more fully. Perfuma walked through the back door and froze, looking between the two friends. Catra mirrored Scorpia's position, teeth bared. We did not cuddle. And my child was there. Catra yelled indignantly, shoving a finger into Scorpia's space. Perfuma backed away slowly, putting one foot back into the house. I'll get started on some tea. She threw over her shoulder as she quickly closed the door. Thanks, Fuma, leave me to get crucified by your wife, I don't mind. This was supposed to be a nice child-free dinner with her two favorite friends, but instead, Scorpia was interrogating her. Okay Wildcat then what happened? I am confused. I've put a lot of energy into shunning Adora. We almost got into it in the locker room the other day, you know. She huffed chest heaving slightly as she raised a hand in confusion. You what? Almost fought Adora in a locker room. She asked, puzzled. You know, that sounds kind of hot, never mind, never mind I don't want to know. Katra took a deep breath. Nothing weird happened. Even before Starla and I broke up, Adora reached out about being on friendlier terms. When I picked up Finn that Sunday, I stayed for a few hours and the three of us walked around the park near the house. Then I grabbed Finn and went to my apartment. The week before we watched a movie with our kid. She listened, using her foot to rock her chair. Catra stared down Scorpia for this part. And most importantly, I did not cuddle or touch Adora Gray in any way. At all. Finn, and a whole lot of space, was between us the whole time. Both times we saw each other. Scorpia still eyed her skeptically. You and Adora don't need to touch each other to be inappropriate. Stars know I learned that lesson in college. She muttered the last part under her breath. Catra was red to her hairline. She cannot believe the shit Scorpia was holding against her right now. It was college. What are you really concerned about? She asked softly, leaning sideways to get a closer look at her friend. She knew Scorpia was feeling something big. She usually tried to channel her inner perfuma, and was as non-judgmental as possible when listening to Catra's problems. Scorpia sighed heavily running a hand through her hair. I just worry that you're going to get your heart broken all over again Wildcat. The only people who saw you that day were Perfuma and me. Frankly, you were. A mess. She said slowly, eyes filled with pity. Catra winced at that, 
looking out towards the back fence to avoid Scorpia's concerned stare. She really did owe them for taking her in at one of her lowest lows. We aren't getting back together, Scorp. Adora made that very clear. Honestly, it was probably the best talk we have had since we separated. She rolled her eyes. Which, you know, low bar, but still. Scorpia didn't say anything, just eyed her, so Catra continued. I think we can be platonic friends. It's been a year since we separated. You're sure about this? Scorpia questions. I mean, you know I'll support you no matter what cat. Look, I won't pretend that I don't miss Adora as a wife, but I miss Adora as a friend too. Adora was honest about how she wanted to be just friends. I think it's a good thing for us. She says resolutely. She's had some time to think of it and Catra's come around to the idea of being friends with Adora. Adora was right when she said that she and Catra had so much more than just romance between them, it was a lifetime of friendship, love, connection. Family Adora was her family long before she was ever her wife. She could walk the line and get the best of both worlds, have Adora's friendship and protect her own heart. She's my family scorp. Her and Finn. That's what I miss the most. She admitted aloud as she held her friend's eyes. Scorpia nodded, petting Catra's knee. She then pressed her lips together and cleared her throat, thinking of her words. She didn't seem fully convinced but moved on. What did you tell Finn? They must have thought it was weird right? She asked, voice softer now. Finn was over the moon watching a movie with both his moms for the first time in a year. Finn was fine. We asked them if they wanted to do some things together with the three of us and explained that it didn't mean we were getting back together. She explained, looking down at her hands in her lap. Catra worried about what a change in dynamic would imply to Finn, but it was something they could monitor. The three of you just had family time and everything was fine. Scorpia almost seemed to be saying it to herself. Catra looked away, eyes caught on the bloom's perfuma, head resting along the edges of the porch. I mean yeah. We just sat and existed near each other. And the week after at the park, we just walked around and watched Finn. It was nice. I missed doing things together as a family. It felt a bit weak to admit, but she knew she could be vulnerable with Scorpia. Scorpia's eyes softened at that. There was one moment she omitted from her retelling. At the park when Finn ran after a ball that they threw way too far, Adora looked at her intensely, blue eyes boring into her split ones. Cat, Starla doesn't know what she's missing out on. Her smile turned awkward and sad. Trust me, I'd know. Catra felt her chest tighten at the words, beholden to Adora's electric stare. Then Finn burst back between their mothers, ball in hand, and the moment was long gone. What about Starla? Scorpia questioned tentatively. Catra blinked, lost in her own thoughts for a moment. What about Starla? She dumped me. She wanted to get serious and felt that I wasn't ready to do that. Didn't really ask me for my input on the matter. She shrugged. Mostly because she was right on all counts. Scorpia harumphed.
How do you feel about Wildcat? Scorpia searched for words gazing out at the fruit trees lining the side of the yard. What I mean to say is you don't seem all that torn up about it. Catra rolled her eyes, putting her head in her hand as she picked out the words that could describe her feelings. It's been over two weeks, Scorp, I've done some processing since then. I cried like a baby the night she broke up with me. I care for her. But I wasn't in love with Starla. I mostly feel guilty that I hurt such a great girl. Catra signed. I tried so hard to be upfront, but it blew up in my face anyway. She did miss Star, but it was like missing a close friend, not a piece of herself. She still caught herself almost sharing pictures or memes or texting her about her day. A part of her could feel the whole Starla left behind, but it was a manageable thing. She knew it would close with time. Scorpia hummed her acknowledgement, pressing her lips together. That makes sense, I could tell she was way more interested in you than you were in her. Scorpia squinted her eyes as she thought something through. Also, you two were too similar. Same likes, interests, it was a little too matchy-matchy to be compatible long-term, I think. Catra's eyes widened as an indignant sound sprung from her throat. Why didn't you say anything before? If you didn't think it would work out, that's the kind of thing I'd like to know. She said crossly, eyeing her friend. It's your first girlfriend after you separated Catra, I wasn't going to bash her. Besides, it was fine, sometimes those things work out. It wasn't anything deal-breaking. She explained with a shrug. Catra remembered that Glimmer had told her up front she didn't think Starla and her would last. Maybe she saw the same thing Scorpia did. She wondered if she ruined what could have been a great friendship by pursuing something more. Do you think it would be a dick move to try to be friends with Starla? Catra asked. Scorpia would be honest with her. I don't know. I think you should give her some space and maybe reach out in a few months to see how you both feel. One or both of you might end up deciding friendship just doesn't feel right. She pointed out. Catra nodded along getting out of her chair. She took a moment to stretch her legs, stiff from sitting for so long. That's a good point. I wasn't planning on reaching out soon. I don't want to upset her. Scorpia snorted as she also got up. You sound like you broke up with her wildcat, relax. She slammed her hand on Catra's shoulder as she laughed. Catra rolled her eyes. This is what I get for trying to be considerate. Speaking of people who you have broken up with dash, damn, what a segue Scorp, what's next with Adora? Scorpia looked concerned again. They both stepped inside the house, standing in the living room. I mean, we hang out sometimes with Finn. I think we're trying to just stay amicable and see how it goes. I'm not expecting much more than that. She chewed on her bottom lip, looking at the couch where she bawled her eyes out. Almost a year ago. I don't think I could take the disappointment of being let down by Adora again. Then. Her arms shook as she tried to steady the steering wheel. She willed the tears not to fall while speeding towards Scorpia and Perfuma's house. The road signs were blurred by her tears, but she knew the way by heart. I probably shouldn't be driving at all, 
this is a terrible idea. Leaving was a terrible idea. She left her heart with Adora, on the floor of their bedroom floor, waiting for Adora to stomp on it while pacing on that stupid work call. She snapped during that fight. She was beyond angry and done with being ignored but now the gravity of what she did was starting to sink in like poison in a well. She got to her friend's house in record time, knocking on the front door and hoping they weren't too busy to deal with Catra's mess of a life. Her hands still shook at her side, her whole body racked with sobs. She felt like shit dragging them into this, but she didn't know who else to turn to. Scorpia opened her door and Catra saw her eyes morph from confused and sleepy to alarmed, taking in Catra's sobbing, shaking, frame, and her suitcase propped up on the door. Scorp, do you think it'd be okay if I stayed here tonight? She spoke in starts and stops. It was hard to breathe, let alone talk. Scorpia wrapped her in a quick hug. It only made Catra sob harder, leaning against her best friend as she finally let go. Of course Wildcat, come on in, Scorpia called for Perfuma, as she grabbed Catra's bag and carted her inside. Perfuma didn't question why Catra was there, just took one look at her and got her teapot going. Twenty minutes later, she was wrapped in three blankets with vegetarian stir-fry on a plate in front of her and a huge mug of tea. She finally stopped crying enough that she could speak in complete sentences. Scorpia looked at her like she was a wounded animal. Maybe that was what she was. Catra wants to tell us why you came here. Not that we don't love having you here, we're just, she shared a look with Perfuma concerned. Catra sniffled, trying to find the will to say the words. Once she told them it would be real. Stars, what did she just do? I, I left Adora. And I don't think I'm going back. Scorpia and Perfuma both looked shocked. She got that. Everyone saw Adora and her as this perfect couple, childhood friends to college sweethearts, now married and co-parenting. If only it were that idyllic. What happened Catra? Perfuma used her most gentle voice, which was saying something. It all started spilling out of her. She doesn't love me anymore. She's been standing me up on dates for weeks. Every time I try to reach out to connect with her, it's like she isn't even there. She took a long sip from her tea mug, trying to regain some composure. She doesn't listen to me, she straight up lied to people at her job about what I do because apparently being a tattoo artist isn't enough or whatever. She felt the tears well up in her eyes again. I'm tired of being constantly rejected by my own wife. Scorpia and Perfuma stared at Catra, mouth agape. What did Adora have to say about all of that? Scorpia asked softly. Catra snorted derisively, anger flooding her gut. I don't know. I told her I was leaving, but she was too busy answering an all-important work call to even care. She didn't even try to stop me, Scorp. Catra's voice trembled with tears, this time unable to keep them from spilling over. And the waterworks are back. Scorpia pulled her into a hug and Perfuma regarded her with warm comforting eyes. She felt like a baby being swaddled under all the blankets. I'm sorry this is happening Catra. You're an amazing woman. It's brave of you to demand more from your partner, 
especially when you have a long history together. You deserve to be loved openly and freely. Perfuma squeezed her shoulder and left to start putting away things in the kitchen. Wildcat, I'm sorry I don't know you were going through all of this. I feel like such a terrible friend. She whispered into Catra's shoulder. Scorpia still hadn't let go of Catra. Oh big gal, you're the very best of my friends. You couldn't have known because I didn't want anyone to know. I wasn't ready to talk about it. Katra took a deep breath. It's a lot of pressure. She and I, we've always been in each other's lives. She was always the one constant I could rely on. We promised we'd always have each other. You didn't have any obligation to tell anyone, but I'm glad that you are coming to us for help now. Scorpia added letting Katra go. She sunk into the couch, feeling like she'd run a marathon. Thank you for taking me in. I honestly didn't plan to leave tonight. I just wanted to talk to her. But she kept shutting me down, like what I was saying didn't even matter. Katra would never forget the frustrated look on Adora's face as she kept looking back at her phone, not bothering to give Katra her full. Attention. It just clicked in my head at that point. I can't make her prioritize me, and I deserve better. It was clear that Adora didn't feel the way she used to. Instead of being honest about it she just avoided her, like a coward. It would be just like Adora to avoid talking about her feelings once they were gone, thinking that it would somehow hurt Katra less. Katra knew what Adora's love felt like, and it wasn't whatever was happening now. Hey, Wildcat, maybe it isn't so dire. She could come over tomorrow and you guys can talk things out. Okay. Scorpia gave her a hopeful look. For now, let's get you settled in the guest room and tomorrow we'll have a big breakfast. You can stay here as long as you need. Scorpia really was the greatest friend. She set her up with a bed and a few missing toiletries Catra forgot in her packing haze. Catra tossed and turned for hours in the unfamiliar bed. As she was finally falling asleep, she saw her phone light up. It was a string of text messages from Adora. At least let me know if you're okay. Or where you even are. Please come home soon so we can talk. Good night, Cat. No missed calls. Adora hadn't even tried. Catra's eyes immediately welled up again. She wasn't okay and she didn't feel like she would be ever again. Now. All of Perfuma and Scorpia's house is cozy, but their small dining room is one of Catra's favorites. The table was just big enough to share a meal comfortably but not so large as to feel distant from the person you're breaking bread with. Besides, Catra's always happy to get a first-row seat when Perfuma was cooking. Fuma, I don't know what you're doing with these potatoes but they taste absolutely magical. Catra speared another fingerling potato and popped it into her mouth. It tasted of parsley and parmesan with a crisp edge and fluffy center. The trio had finally gotten around to sitting for dinner once Perfuma saw that they'd come inside and moved on to more light-hearted conversation. Thank you Catra that's very kind of you to say. She seemed happy with the compliment, piling a few more potatoes onto Catra's plate. 
She's right honey, you always make the best, most nutritious meals. Scorpia fawned over Perfuma. Perfuma blushed, hiding her smile behind her hand as she stared at her wife. How is Flora doing? Where is she? Catra asked after her favorite niece. Oh, I ran into Adora at the grocery store last week, and she offered to take her on a play date with Finn. I think she and Finn are having a movie marathon today. Perfuma supplied. Scorpia immediately scowled at the mention of Adora. Catra rolled her eyes. Well, I'm glad Finn and Flora are hanging out. I think it's been a few weeks since I brought them here. Catra mentioned, looking pointedly across the table at Scorpia. She didn't like this weird unfriendly dynamic between Adora and Scorpia. Perfuma seemed to dislike it just as much. I am too. Given that you and Adora are trying to be amicable, I thought it was a good idea to do the same. Perfuma sent her own heavy look at Scorpia. She looked down to the table, refusing to meet her wife's gaze. The silence grew a bit tense. I've hired a divorce attorney. The word slipped out of Catra's mouth without permission. She hadn't told anyone but Adora that yet. Scorpia's eyes snapped up to Catra. Oh Cat, that's so big. She sighed as she placed a consoling hand on her forearm. She sent her friend a small smile gently pulling her arm from Scorpia's grip. I realize that I do need closure. Especially if Adora and I are going to try to be friends, I need to know that's all it'll be." Catra said staunchly. She'd thought it through before she brought it up to Adora. Ultimately, there was no point sitting around and staying married if the best they could hope for was friendship. Lonnie was right, a piece of her was holding onto that piece of paper because she was too afraid and frankly too in love to let go. That needed to change. Scorpia nodded her understanding, serving herself a few more vegetables as she spoke. Well, I'm not sure if being friends with Adora is the best thing for you, but I'm happy that you are moving forward with the divorce process. I know that has to be hard. Have you told Adora? Scorpia asked curiously, spearing asparagus on her fork. Yeah, I implied we couldn't really be friends otherwise. She understood. Adora's eyes looked sad momentarily, but she seemed mostly unaffected. Catra thought her heart might beat out of her chest when she said the words divorce attorney aloud. Okay, okay. Look I'm sorry I've been difficult. I promise, Scorpia turned to Perfuma, to both of you that I won't be as antagonistic as I've been. I know it's not a good thing for anyone, and I'm not trying to make your life harder, Wildcat. Catra nodded. It's okay, Scorp. Honestly, I'm a little surprised you're usually so easygoing. I didn't know you felt like this about Adora. She said concerned. She knew Scorpia and Adora were friends and Jim pals. She wasn't trying to make Scorpia choose between them, and she hadn't realized how much she resented Adora. I don't do well with anger when someone hurts my friends, Scorpia admitted sheepishly, rubbing the back of her neck. Perfuma pressed a kiss to the shaved side of Scorpia's head. And we love that about you darling, but healing is the priority, and we need to give Catra space to do that. Perfuma smiled indulgently as she picked up some of the plates. 
I'm going to bring dessert for you two to sit tight. Katra nodded along, smiling as Perfuma explained her expansion plan for the tea shop while she ate her lemon meringue pie. She wondered if this was what healing felt like. Chapter 13, An Olive Branch Adora should have known this couldn't go smoothly. She was having lunch with Glimmer and Bao at their favorite diner when she broke the news. The couple was sitting across from her in their usual booth while they all ate and chatted. Oh! By the way, you guys can invite Katra to the summer barbecue party, it won't be an issue if we're both there. Adora kept her voice casual, hoping to sweep that under the radar. She brought her sandwich up to her face and took a big bite. Suddenly, all the cutlery stopped moving and Bao and Glimmer stared at her. She gave them a weak smile around her mouthful of food, slowly returning her sandwich to its plate. Adora. After over a year of ensuring you and Katra didn't coincide at any social events, you're going to nonchalantly inform us that we can invite Katra over for the summer barbecue. What's wrong with you woman? Glimmer looked like she could spit fire. I probably should have thought this out more. Or at all. Oops. Bao, ever the peacemaker, interrupted by putting his hand on Glimmer's. What Glimmer is trying to say is that it seems like a sudden change. That's all. Bao sent his wife a look. So do you want to tell us what is going on with you, Adora? Now Bao sent her a look as he crossed his arms over his chest. Great. All right, so I spoke with Katra, and I told her that I think we should try to be friends again. We've hung out a few times with Finn, and we thought it'd be a good idea to hang out with our friends together too. She smiled timidly. She waited for a reaction and was not disappointed. Adora. Did you friend-zone your wife? Glimmer said with her palms flat on the table, aghast. Adora shook her head vigorously as she got more ketchup for her fries. No, no. Look Glim, Katra doesn't want to see me romantically anymore and I've accepted that. What I won't accept is not having her in my life at all if she's willing to be friends. Adora sputtered at Glimmer's accusation. Bao nodded along cutting into his chicken once again. At least someone gets it. Wait, did Katra say those words to you? That she wasn't in love with you anymore? Bao asked carefully, leaning forward as far as he could with the number of plates sitting between them. Adora thinks back to the last conversation she had with Katra about their tentative friendship. They discussed whether they should both come to the barbecue. Katra asked Adora multiple questions about how they were going to clarify to everyone, especially Finn, that they were only friends. She didn't exactly say those words, but I know her. It was heavily implied. She made sure I knew that friendship was the only thing on the table with her. Glimmer looked like she was going to strangle her. Before Glimmer could make good on the threat of murder gleaming in her eyes Adora spoke up. Besides, she was definitely in love with Starla. Might still be in love with her. She was heartbroken when they broke up. You know what? I give up. I don't know how Katra feels so I'm not going to meddle. Glimmer sighed, throwing her hands up in surrender. Bao let out a relieved huff of breath. 
Are you okay with being only friends with Katra? He pipped in with a concerned look in his eyes. I mean so far so good. I feel a lot better than when we were estranged. She nodded her head and bit a fry. Although Katra didn't love her anymore, at least now she had hope that they could be friends again. Maybe even good friends. Glimmer glared at Adora. Have you discussed actually moving forward with the divorce then? Adora looked down. That word, divorce, rolled around in her head and made her stomach heavy. We did. Katra contacted a divorce attorney. Apparently, I should be expecting some paperwork soon. Adora smiled helplessly. Glimmer and Bao look at each other, some silent communication passing between them. Oh, Dor. How are you feeling? Glimmer's voice softened with pity and knowledge. She couldn't really take that right now. Things were better she didn't want to be brought down by thinking of the inevitable. Glim I can't, she left me, I'm doing the best that I can right now. She gave the invasive non-answer as she looked down at her plate. A sad tomato slid out of her sandwich. It felt fitting. You need to do your best to move on, Adora. Glimmer stated seriously, arms crossed over her chest. It's your life. Katra had a serious relationship, she permanently moved out, and she, apparently, made clear to you that she doesn't love you anymore, right? You have to move forward. Bao interrupted. Glimmer. It's none of our business. He is staring at Glimmer, saying something else with his eyes, probably that Adora was too broken or fragile to hear the things she already knew in her heart. Adora pressed her lip together. No, Bao, I'm tired of everyone walking around on eggshells with Adora and Katra when they're being even more useless than in college. Glimmer let out a frustrated groan. Adora deserves to be happy. Adora had enough of this. She cleared her throat. Both of her friends froze for a moment, looking almost embarrassed at how they were arguing in front of her. I understand that because you're all our friends you've been affected by our relationship, but getting a divorce is up to the two of us, and, she swallowed around the lump in her throat, if it were up to me, it wouldn't be happening. She finished in a whisper. I need to deal with things the way I know how. Glimmer's eyes softened again and she sneaked a glance back at Bao. Dor. I'm okay with being Katra's friend, I swear I am. I'll sign those papers when I get them. Adora stared down Glimmer, who had the decency to look ashamed. I'm only mad because I care about Adora. About both of you. Glimmer ran a rough hand through her short bob, it looked like she might pull out her own hair. You can be confused all you want about Glim. Katra and I are the only ones who need to know where we stand with each other. She reminded me. Everything that needed to be said had been said. Some things just weren't worth bringing up. Bao broke in, desperately trying to change the subject before Adora and Glimmer got into it further. So we can expect both you and Katra at the summer barbecue. He asked as he fidgeted with her napkin. Adora flashed Bao a smile. I wouldn't miss it. Can't speak to whether Katra will be going but last time we talked she said she wanted to come if it was okay with you. Bao nodded, 
wrapping a careful arm around Glimmer, who seemed to deflate a bit at his touch. The rest of lunch went without a hitch, and Adora honestly didn't think much about it afterward. The morning of the summer barbecue, Adora realized she hadn't thought this through. At this point, she was having trouble convincing herself she had thoughts in her brain at all when she dumbly agreed to go. She hadn't seen Katra outside of a few hangouts with Finn. The last few weeks had been great, so much better than the last few years had been. She wouldn't say they were close, but they were getting along. When Adora suggested they both go to the summer barbecue, she thought it'd be good to just see all their friends at once, rip the band-aid off, if you will. Katra agreed. However, Adora forgot a critical component of a barbecue at Glimmer and Bao's house, there was a pool, which meant swimwear. Now, she had to find a way to survive multiple hours around Katra while wearing a bikini. In front of all their friends. Adora was way too gay for this. She arrived early because Finn wanted extra time in the pool. She also might have wanted time to prepare, or panic, whatever the case may be. She helped Bao set up and start the grill, and then she got in the pool with Finn. Adora and Finn roughhoused in the pool, making the whole backyard a splash zone. Many of Adora's friends trickled in, and she'd step out of the water to greet them, keeping a sharp eye on Finn while she did so. They were at it for about an hour when Finn darted out of the pool yelling. Mama! Adora turned around and she swore she felt her heart stop. Her mouth went dry, and she was very wet everywhere else. Katra was catching their wet kid in her arms, but she must have come from the outdoor bathroom because she was already in her bathing suit. It was a red one Adora had gotten her as a gift for a family beach trip a few years ago. It was her favorite of Katra's because even though the top was a halter style it had a boob window, and the bottoms made her ass look, deep breaths Adora deep breaths you cannot think about this right now. She swam to the deep end and came back up to breathe facing away from Katra, but she could feel Katra's stare on her back. Drowning was a better alternative at this point. She heard a snort coming from right next to her, and she glanced up, startled. Glimmer, who seemed to teleport into the deep end, was next to her. I can see being friends is going so well, Adora. Glimmer's sarcasm and accompanying smirk were particularly grating at the moment. Adora sent a vicious glare at Glimmer. It is. I just need to collect myself. She struggled to find the words. Glimmer guffaws at that, her laugh so loud everyone at the party could hear, including Katra. Adora could not be redder. Well, when you're done collecting yourself you might want to go say hi. You know, since you are friends and all that. Glimmer teased, resting her arms spread out of the pool's edge. Adora glanced back to where Katra had her full attention focused on an exuberant fin. Katra made eye contact and shot her a questioning look, her brow furrowed in concern. Right. That's right. They're friends and friends say hi to each other. Adora knew that. She could do that. Before parting glimmer whispers at Adora. I mean, no shame girl, I've always thought Katra's fine as hell. Back to glaring at Glimmer it is. Adora swam back to the shallow end intent on greeting Katra. 
She was a few feet away from her when she had a horrifying realization. How am I supposed to say hi? Handshake too formal. A hug would probably be too much. Maybe a wave. I time was up, she was standing in front of Katra in all her glory. Adora got an idea. She went in for the hug, and Katra's eyes widened in surprise. But instead of hugging her, Adora threw her over her shoulder and tossed her into the pool, a classic Adora move if there ever was one. She'd spent her whole life roughhousing Katra into the pool. Finn laughed, delighted, as Katra sputtered and glared at Adora. You really don't change, do you? Can't trust you anywhere near a pool. Although the words could have been mean they were too fond for Adora to feel anything but warm. Adora shrugged. I saw an opportunity and I took it. I won't apologize, Kat. Katra rolled her eyes and started swimming, calling Finn over to play with her. Some things truly never change. Do they, Adora? Glimmer looked at Adora like the cat that ate the canary. Adora glared at Glimmer. Shut up. She grumbled, splashing at her. Hi, Adora. Perfuma waved serenely at her. Beside her, her hulking wife glared at Adora. Flora dove headfirst into the water to be with Finn, and Catra by extension. Hi, Perfuma. Lovely to see you. She then turned to look past Perfuma. Scorpia. She acknowledged gruffly. Perfuma sent a sharp glare at Scorpia and dug her elbow into her side. Hi, Adora. Can we talk for a moment? Scorpia asked, her face dropping from her previous glare. Adora eyed her up and down, wondering what her deal was. Sure. They both walked towards the fence, away from the other guests. Adora could feel Catra's eyes on them as they walked by the pool. Look, I wanted to clear the air and apologize for my attitude. I know you and Catra are trying to be friends again, and I don't want to make things more difficult for her. Scorpia crossed her arms staring down at Adora. But I want to be clear. If you want to be a part of her life, it can't be so that you can treat her like you did when you were together. The well of guilt that permanently lived in Adora's gut ballooned up, filling the back of her throat. Scorpia, you were right with what you said at the gym. I haven't taken responsibility for how things ended between Katra and me. I am now. She offered earnestly. I want to be something positive in her life, not a source of pain. If being friends doesn't make her happier then I'll take a step back, no question. Scorpia continued to stare at Adora, searching for something. Suddenly, Adora felt herself being lifted off the ground into a massive hug. She wrapped her arms around Scorpia trying not to wheeze. You know, I did miss you while this whole thing has been going on. Scorpia laughs wetly. Me too. Friends again. Adora ventured, smiling at the woman she had been at odds with for the better part of the year. Yeah. Sounds good. They walked back and Adora playfully shoved Scorpia's shoulder when she went back to where Perfuma was now speaking with Bao. Adora made her way to the pool where Katra was still watching the children. Have you swallowed any pool water looking after these two? 
Adora asked as she lowered herself into the water. No, they know better than to splash me. Unlike some people. She added dryly. Catra's hair had started to dry from when Adora tossed her into the pool, the ends clearer than before. What was that with Scorpia? She asked curiously. Your bodyguard just wanted to chat, make sure I was on the up and up. Adora teased. Catra's eyebrows jumped to her hairline. I didn't ask her to, her face was the picture of concern. Adora waved her off. No, no, it was good we're on the same page. Adora looked at Catra, suddenly realizing that she might not know that she and Scorpia hadn't been on the best terms. Um, we hadn't really talked in a while, so we were fixing that. Catra stared at her for a moment. Adora felt naked. Like Catra could see through her. She wrapped an arm around herself and smiled tentatively. Catra seemed to give herself a short nod and smiled back, finding whatever she was looking for it seemed. That's good. Do you want to figure out some food for us and the two kids? She asked expectantly. Yeah, I'll see what's happening on the grill and get back to you. She shot Catra finger guns which automatically made her roll her eyes. Thanks, Dor. Always cat. The words came easy. Adora walked away towards the barbecue, but not before she glanced back at Catra, Finn, and Flora in the water. Then, Catra looked like a vision sitting amongst the stacks of books. Adora was so focused on Catra that she didn't notice the broad-shouldered girl sitting across from her. Hey, Wildcat! Adora felt rather than heard the silence that came after that sentence. Scorpia, one of the friends Catra made this semester, smiled a little too widely as she looked at Catra. So. I was wondering if you would go out. With me, heh? All of Adora's body tightened. She felt like she couldn't breathe waiting for Catra's answer. She regretted trying to catch Catra in the library today. She leaned her head against the library shelf she was hiding behind. To her horror, Catra let out a small hum of approval. Yeah, sure, Scorp. Where do you want to go? Catra barely sounded surprised by the question, readily accepting Scorpia's invitation. Oh, I hadn't thought that far ahead. I'll let you know. Scorpia bounced on her heels, her voice a touch too loud for the library. Catra smiled at her. Sounds good. She agreed, her eyes following Scorpia as the girl stood up and slung her bag over her shoulder. Okay, well, I have to go but I'll text you. Scorpia stammered out, her smile never fading. Adora watched Scorpia walk away floating, as if she could walk on water. The moment Scorpia was out of sight, Adora quietly dropped into the seat next to Catra, startling her. Catra accidentally launched a pen at Adora, which she caught easily. She grinned for a moment at her show of athleticism as she twirled the pen between her fingers. Oh sorry, I thought you heard me. Adora couldn't stop herself from asking. So you're going on a date with Scorpia? Oh, you heard that. How long were you standing there, creep? Catra raised an eyebrow and leaned forward, whispering the words. Adora grunted as she pulled a book out of her bag. 
It was accidental. You mentioned you'd be in the library, and I wanted to study too so I thought we could study together. She said shyly, looking up at her best friend. Katra meanwhile, was looking at her like she was stupid. Door we have no classes together. Katra enunciated slowly as if Adora wouldn't understand the words otherwise. Adora rolled her eyes, reaching forward to drop Katra's pen on her notebook. Stop being purposefully difficult. You know what I mean, studying in the same space. Breathing the same air. Maybe looking at each other occasionally. Anything would be better than nothing. The truth was Adora was missing Katra like a mad woman, they hadn't had a chance to hang out alone in at least two weeks. All right, then let's study. Katra turned the page on her textbook, seemingly absorbed once again. Adora reached her hand out and grabbed Katra. Not so fast. What about Scorpia? She insisted, hoping it wouldn't be too obvious. She knew Katra wasn't hers to be jealous of but she was her friend. She could be curious, right? Right. Katra shrugged but left her hand in Adora's. Eh, it's just a date, no need to get so weird about it. She said nonchalantly like she went out on dates all the time. It made Adora pause. Had Katra been on dates? It had only been two weeks since they saw each other. Surely she would have said something to Adora. She fumbled for a moment before coming up with a response. Well I mean, I want to support you. You know, you might need help picking what to wear or something. Adora immediately regretted the offer. There was. No way she actually wanted to help Katra get ready for a date with another girl. Katra snorted, turning to face Adora more fully. She still had Adora's hand in hers. Yeah, Adora, when I need help picking out a sports bra and compression shorts, I'll be sure to call you. Her voice dripped with sarcasm. Adora turned red, chagrined at the rather apt assessment. Scorpia is a nice girl, she's clearly into me, and she asked to spend time together. I've never really been on a date with a woman before, and I want to do it. Katra explained matter-of-factly. Adora deflated a little at that. Yeah, that makes total sense. I'm happy for you, Kat. She wanted to be happy for Katra. She'd always support her, she just needed to choke down the knot in her throat. Katra leaned forward, her gaze suddenly searing into Adora. She wasn't quite sure if she could breathe any longer with Katra's split eyes boring into her. Is there any reason you can think of that I shouldn't be going on this date, Adora? Katra's tone was loaded but Adora had no clue with what. Katra squeezed her hand tightly, the only point of contact between them. Adora shook her head immediately. No. Scorpia is a great girl. We lift together all the time at the gym, and she's really kind and sweet. I'm sure she'll show you a good time. All of that was true. The only reasons Adora could think of for Katra to decline a date with Scorpia were selfish. She buried the jealousy she felt. Katra dropped her hand. It felt cold. Katra reached for her phone, whatever message she received made her smirk. She just texted me that she made reservations for a restaurant. 
You know the seafood spot a few blocks away from here. You love seafood, that's a good pick. Katra hummed non-committally, turning back to her books. Adora pulled out her own books, trying her best to not think about how much she longed to be the one to take Katra out somewhere. Now. That's a nice ten you have there. That was the greeting Adora received from the Eternia Industries vice president. He sat at his office chair, making no move to stand to greet her. Adora floundered near the chair across from him, unsure what the meeting was about. She didn't want to pull a chair in case she overstayed her welcome. Thanks, I was spending quality time with my family this weekend. Spending time at the barbecue with Finn, Katra, and the rest of their friends was easily the highlight of the summer so far. Ah, very nice. Well, I want to get to the point. He cleared his throat and waved for her to sit. She did so. Adora, we're really impressed with what you have done in your role as a senior manager. We would like to extend you an offer to be the Bright Moon branch manager. Adora sat across from him mouth agape. She knew it was a prestigious position, far beyond what she had now as a senior manager. She also knew that the current branch manager had a 24-7 on-call commitment as well as an expanded income and prestige. I'm surprised. I didn't think that I was still up for the position. Adora tried to keep the shock out of her voice, but it was impossible for it to not filter through. In the last year, she really took a back seat to spend more time with Finn. She wasn't working even close to the number of hours she was putting in before. It's true your hours are down, but your team productivity has blown through the roof. He exclaimed with a smile. I've been delegating more. They're great employees. I can't take credit for that. When Adora took a step back from work she realized that, once she stopped hovering over them, her team was competent. She didn't have to be over their shoulder for them to do a good job. Well, that's what a good branch manager would say. You don't have to answer now, just think about it. I really think being branch manager will propel you and the Bright Moon office to center stage in the company. The vice president gave her what he thought was a winning smile and waved his arm, a clear dismissal if there ever was one. This is what you've been working towards for the last two years, Adora. It's within striking distance. She would think about it later though, she had actual work to do today. Adora checked on how her team was doing and troubleshot a few problems and before she knew it, it was the afternoon already. She felt her phone buzz and saw a text from Katra. Is it cool if I swing by with Finn for a few hours? Finn misses their mom and guitar. Adora knew that there was no way Finn missed her, she saw them last night, and they were an independent kid. Finn recently started guitar lessons so missing their guitar seemed the more likely of the two. Did that mean Katra missed her? Or was Finn just wanting to practice and Katra didn't want to hurt their feelings? She stopped thinking about Katra missing her before she gave herself heart palpitations. She texted back, Finn is always welcome, same as Finn's mama. Adora hoped it wasn't too much. The reply was almost instant. Okay, Finn and I will be there around three. Shit. It was close to two. She buzzed her assistant. 
Hey Jewel Star, sorry to bother you, but what do I have on my calendar for the rest of the day? She asked quickly, leg bouncing beneath her office desk. No bother boss. You have a meeting with Kyle and Frosta to go over the monthly numbers at four. He replied easily. Adora cursed internally. Can you reach out to them and get them to email me the report instead? Cancel the meeting. Those report meetings can always be emails, she reasoned. Also, if we have control of the meeting time, schedule most meetings before three. Finn gets out of school around that time anyway, I should try to be more available in the afternoons. You got it. Anything else I can do for you? Jewel Star was easygoing and incredibly competent. Adora loved having him as an assistant. No, I'm good. I'll be heading off soon, if you aren't working on anything pressing feel free to take the rest of the day. Sweet. I was planning on going to see my sisters today, so I'll let them know I'm swinging by early. What are you up to boss? Jewel Star was also a bit of a gossip. Well, no one can be perfect, I guess. Nothing, just spending some time with my kid. Have a great rest of your day. She made it home ten minutes before three. She pulled out the takeout menus she kept at home in case Katra and Finn hadn't eaten lunch. She heard the knock on the door and went to get it. Would it be too much if Kat had a key to the house? I mean it would just be a convenience thing, it would probably be too much. Finn scampered in and made a beeline for their guitar, completely ignoring Adora. She rolled her eyes. Well, good afternoon to you too. She said to the place Finn had stood in moments before. I can tell they were really missing me. Adora teased, looking up at Katra. She smiled easily at Adora, taking a step closer than she usually did, before rethinking it and taking a step back. I mean, I couldn't very well tell you that we've both been replaced by a guitar. Felt like a face-to-face -face conversation, you know. Katra shrugged and smirked. Adora rolled her eyes again. They ended up listening to Finn play for an hour which was a labor of love because G's Finn cannot play at all. It had only been a week of lessons and Finn was musically inclined. Adora had faith it would get better. Hopefully soon. Finn then insisted they watch a new movie that was streaming and Adora ordered takeout. It was a nice way to spend the afternoon. At some point, Finn moved to lay on the floor leaving her and Katra sitting on the couch. They would occasionally volley comments back and forth about the movie until Finn got upset that they were interrupting. Then they started whispering. Adora was about to whisper what she thought was a hilarious comment about the protagonist's hair when she looked down. Katra had fallen asleep on her shoulder. She could feel her warmth through the fabric of her shirt. Stars, she missed her wife. 